welcome to episode 14 of That's All I Know, the podcast for the perpetually curious. I'm Danielle. I have with me this week my auntie Kelly. Hello. <laughs> Would you like to tell us something about yourself? Um, I haven't had enough coffee today. <laughs> I mean, that is a fact. Um, I'm an English teacher, PhD student, which means I'm constantly tired and not focused. You're a wordy fancy pants, is what you said. Well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. As promised, I have a clue for you. Okay, I'm excited. Your, your clue is forensic feats. Feats? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we talking about? Okay, so feats as in F-E-A-T-S. Yeah. And not really bad grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Plural feats. Um, okay, forensic feats. Okay, so I'm thinking... Um, crime, clearly, mm-hmm. and big leaps, maybe. Mm. As in, not with the feet, but, yeah. Okay. Minimal information, maximum result. Okay. That would be a feat, no? Yeah. To achieve something great from something very small. So, I picked what I picked today. Yeah. It's because... One, the guy's recently released. Okay. And I feel like you might have something to say about it. And two, you asked me yesterday what my favourite cases are. Oh, yeah. And I said they're the ones where there's something interesting. Yeah. Because mostly they're all pretty similar and the killers are just stupid. Okay. With this one... Is he smart? You've got a bit of both. A bit of stupid and a bit of smart? A bit of stupid and a bit of something interesting. Right, okay, good. Oh, okay, this sounds good. So we're talking about Colin Pitchfork. Okay. Do you know about him? No. You don't know about him? No, I do know that he was released recently and I saw a load of stuff. Um, By recently, maybe like four or five months ago, maybe I've been in a PhD haze, so maybe like... Uh, that's not right, but recent, and there was a whole big thing, and I remember thinking, damn, that is an unfortunate surname. Uh-huh. But that is as far as I got, so I don't actually know anything about the case. So, it's not one that you would remember, because it was in the 80s. I flip and remember that name, though, if I'd heard it before. Yeah. Don't it sound like a name that you would pick if you were writing, like, a light-hearted murder mystery? <laughs> I feel what? like, please don't tell me this murder weapon was a pitchfork. No. Okay, good. It'd be tempting, though, if you were a murderer and your name was Pitchfork, right? <laughs> Bit of a nominative determinism. Well, I just feel like maybe it would slightly amuse you a little bit. Anyway, <clears throat> not that murder's amusing, obviously. No. I mean, it's quite amusing when they do stupid things okay. and get themselves caught, but... Um, yeah, he, in the 80s, killed two 15-year-old girls. Okay. Wait, where? Wait, is this a British case? It's a British case. Okay, good. This is in Leicestershire. Okay. So yeah, that's why I say it's not one that you'd remember. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So in 1983, Linda Mann disappeared on her way home and was found strangled the next morning. She'd also been raped and police were able to collect a semen sample. Mm-hmm. 
And from that sample, they determined that it belonged to someone with Taipei blood. And they found that the enzymes in the sample only matched 10% of men. Ooh. Which sounds quite promising. I mean, that's still a lot of men. Yeah. But but still, that's, that's shot your demographic yeah. right down. But they couldn't determine any more than that. Okay. So the case remained open. Okay. They couldn't do anything And that was 83? 83. All right. Did he leave her somewhere, like, open, randomly, just, like, to be found? Yeah. Because it was the next day, right? So it must have been, like, a quick discovery. Yeah. All right. So that was a bit bold. Yeah. Okay. In 1986, Dawn Ashworth went missing on her way home from a friend's house. Bring your gaff. Yeah. Her body was found beaten, raped, and strangled two days later. So two days, so a little bit less obvious place. Yeah. The discovery. Was the first one beaten? No. Interesting. That's a that's quite a gap, isn't it? As well. See, I always think that serial killers and stuff must be bumping someone off every other week. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that some of them are more prolific, obviously. But like, isn't it a case of for a lot of them? They get that feeling, that high, whatever, and then they need to do it again. But then it, it must last for a while, perhaps. I don't know if that's a bonkers thing to say. Have you not heard them say that like it's a fix that they yeah. want to get? I think that's why sometimes they get like closer together. Yeah, and then like because they have to move the boundary of the fix that they get, mm-hmm. then it starts to change. So the fact that the second one was beaten might show more like sadistic between the first one yeah or it might be that more she fight. like fall back yeah more so yeah okay once again they were able to collect a semen sample and found that the blood type matched linda man's killer all right they've linked the murders they've linked or found that they're at least the same blood type mm-hmm after the second murder, they found their first suspect. Right. 17-year-old Richard Buckland. He was from the area. He confessed to Dawn Ashworth's murder. And while he was being questioned, he did know about the crime and about her body. Okay. And knew enough that police took it enough as a real that confession. he had to do that. That he could have been the only one that did that. Like details. Mm, maybe not that he could have been the only one, but at least that he'd seen the body. The police were like, "Well, right. he says he did it, and he was definitely there." Okay. Was so, she the one that took a couple of days? Yes. Okay, so he could have seen the body in those couple of days. But he denied killing Linda Mann. Oh, but it's the evidence says the same person. They don't know this. Oh, no, because of the 10%. Right. Okay. So he confesses to the second one. Up until then, they've thought, well, same blood type. Maybe same person? Yeah. But he denies the first murder. Interesting. Okay. It's around this time that DNA profiling is being developed Mm -hmm. by Alec Jeffries of the University of Leicester. And Peter Gill and Dave Werrett of the Forensic Science Service. High five to them too. Mm. 
And with the work that they're doing, they're able to conclude that both girls were killed by the same man. Okay. <laughs> I've got like four different options or possibilities of scenario in my brain right now. Alright, go on. Testing against a sample of Richard Buckland's blood showed that he was not that man. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that one bit. <laughs> okay, but uh, but what's he playing at then? Why are you confessing to a crime you didn't do, mate? Well, you've watched the confession tapes. Loads of people confess to crimes that they didn't commit. Yeah, but so I know, like, they do if it's, like, a big thing. You know, like, if it's a Jack the Ripper vibe, there was confessions there, wasn't there? Mm. From people that it wasn't. Like, there's, for big cases, because they want the infamy, because they want the notoriety of, Mm -hmm. or the fame of being the person that's done all of this stuff. But for, like, to just say, I did one. Well, there are loads of cases where police just, for one reason or another, decide that someone did something. And then they force a confession yeah. out. But then if they were forcing a confession out and they believed that the person that killed her killed the other one also, would they not have forced out a confession for both? They might have tried to. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to cave and be influenced, you'd cave for both. I don't know. That's weird, Maybe though. he didn't know enough. Oh, about that one, so therefore he couldn't yeah. have done. Okay. Right, yeah, so surprise, surprise, it weren't rich. It's not him. None, I mean, I know it. And he became the first person to be conclusively proven innocent. Based on DNA evidence. Nice. I mean, I feel like that's a bit of an achievement. Yeah. Like a historical achievement. And Alec Jeffries has no doubt that he would have been convicted without it. Damn. I wonder how many people before. Far too many. It's like so many, right? Mm. So they're one suspect. Didn't do it. Yeah. They don't have any other leads. They do have a pool of possibly all of those people now. Uh-huh. So what they do, the police and the forensic science service carried out mass DNA testing. They took samples from five and a half thousand local men. Damn. Which I believe is the largest like mass DNA testing in British history. <laughs> that's that's impressive though, right? Yeah. It took them six months Ooh. and they found no matches <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh okay so he was from out the area or okay he wasn't dead he was either out the area in prison for something else or evaded them their tests like what else can what other options could there be so they did test Colin Pitchfork <gasps> well they thought they tested Colin Pitchfork what the hell a year after Dawn Ashworth's murder, yeah. uh, a woman reported to police that she'd overheard a colleague of Colin Pitchfork's in a pub admitting to giving a blood sample on his behalf. <gasps> that is despicable. He'd told it's this... It's more despicable that you'd agree to do it. Because obviously if you're a criminal, you're like, eh, morals, whatever. <laughs> and you're like, 
you want to get away with the crime, so therefore you're motivated to do that. But to then, like, to do that on behalf of someone else, knowing full well that they're probably hiding some shady-ass shit, that's, that's despicable. Did he pay him? I'm curious. I didn't see that he'd been paid. Um, I hope he did, at least. Well, Colin Pitchfork claimed that it was to avoid being harassed by police. Because he had previous convictions for indecent exposure. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> so they didn't address the actual problem. They then released him or whatever after his first conviction. And oh, look. Mm-hmm. Dead women. So whether the colleague suspected that there was... Surely if you actually suspected him, you wouldn't do it. Well, this, this is what I'm trying to say. It's got to be despicable because you would know... That they're clearly... Are you saying that they the person didn't know about the previous conviction? Or are you saying didn't know that they were criminals? Well, no, it sounds like he told them about the previous convictions. Right, okay. But they surely didn't suspect him of killing people. Or you wouldn't no, do it, but, would you? No, but I feel like... Well, why would they harass you then, mate? I mean, let's let's play out that conversation a little bit. Kel, would you mind, you know, all right, let's, let's actually play. Dan, would you mind taking a DNA thing for me? Because, quite frankly, I've been done for indecent exposure. <laughs> what are you going to say? Well, I would say no. Right, so you so would I say no. So I can't really imagine, imagine why. you're this guy. Mm-hmm. And imagine, I'm like, Dan, I'll chuck you 50 quid if you just, like, give me your DNA. What you And I've told you why, because the police are going to harass me because I once upon a time got done for indecent exposure. What are you going to say? Oh, all right. I mean, it sounds like you did. I don't Maybe know he's he also got truth. something about... Oh, birds with feather. Huh? Birds with feather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he might also have something against police. And think, oh yeah, they definitely will harass him, actually. But I just sort of think, if, you, if you're not playing at the same stuff, mate, like, if you're not doing the same thing, why would you be being... Anyway, whatever, it's, it's moral and ethical, in it? And we don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I do want to know if you paid him, though. I feel like I need to know there's a motive there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google it after. I mean, I did try and Google it, but I didn't find that he was paid. You didn't find it? Was no. Maybe he had something over him. Maybe they were just really good mates. Oh. That's not good enough for me. Because I still feel like <laughs> if my <clears throat> if my friend came to me and said, I'd still be like, mm, dude, that's not right. I'm not doing that. Do you know? Yeah, I wonder if there's anyone that you would be... Do you know what would have been super clever of him? Hmm. If he'd have, if they'd both done the samples, swapped them, then submitted them, then the guy would have been done for the crime. <laughs> <laughs> then he would have been, like, free. <laughs> that would have been well sneaky. <laughs> anyway. Is there anyone that you would be absolutely convinced enough that they definitely didn't kill someone that you would... Be like, yeah, all right. So then you've got to trust that they really didn't because they're using your identity, essentially. Well, no, because I'd still think, no, because it's shady that you're even asking me. 
Like it's too shady. No, I won't do it. But then, is there a limit to like your willingness to like, like if someone, like if a friend of yours that you know does drugs asks you to do a drug test for them, would you do it? Or drug test for them? <laughs> that would depend. If they were in a position of responsibility, like severe responsibility, yeah. then no. Because I would, I would think, oh, it, it would matter. Or if they had children or it was something, you know, like the court or social services. I don't know. If it was something really serious. Yeah. If it was just a work thing and it was for, like, medical whatever, then, yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> but if there was consequences of it, because then I would believe that they shouldn't be doing it anyway. Yeah. So no. Would you? Depend what it was. Right. It does depend, doesn't it? I don't think you can put a rule. No. What about if somebody said about the saliva or the DNA swap? I don't think I'd do it. <laughs> would you not? Because you would have to trust that person hasn't done something really yeah. flipping bad. But then, no, it's fine. Because then that you can say, do another sample. I took I took the thing. You know, like, you would have to say, double-check it, and then they'd see that there was a mistake. What? Right, so, say, for example, you you took a swab for me. Yes. Right, and I'd done something really awful, and you then got the rap for it, uh-huh. right? You got matched to, like, the seven murders oh, yeah, I'd yeah, committed. Yeah. You'd be like, <laughs> sorry, feds, my Auntie Kelly, go find her, test her, there you go. It was actually hers. We swapped. Like, you would explain. Yeah, I mean, you'd still be in trouble, surely. For of course doing you'd be in trouble, place, yeah. but you're not going to be done for seven murders, are you? But I feel like you'd you'd try and get that set straight. You wouldn't just take it lying down, would you? No, you're not going to go down for it. No. Could you try and sort it out? So I suppose there would be a recourse back if you did do that for someone. Yeah. Yeah. To some degree. Perverting the course of justice, though, for sure. Mm. Or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, I can't imagine I'd do it. No. It's too dodgy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I'd like to help someone, I don't I don't want to help murderers, really. Mm. Or potential murderers. Also, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> He was arrested seven weeks after that conversation in the pub. And I don't understand why it took so long. Right. The guy was arrested seven weeks after the conversation in the pub. Yeah, but how long was it until the person said, oh, I heard this conversation? Was it a month in? I got the impression it wasn't long. Were they surveilling, maybe? Also, he could have, like, got out of the way. Could have moved or I mean in my mind she hears this conversation on the Monday. <laughs> no, let's worst case scenario. Let's say it's a Friday. She hears the conversation, can't report it. Alright, so she reports it on the Monday. Yeah. On the Tuesday, they rock up at his job going, Oh, there was a problem with the sample, can we have another one, please? Yeah. Simple. Why is yeah. it taking you seven weeks? Well, I don't know, it should take one max. <laughs> That's if people are off sick. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the police station was closed when she went there or something, yeah. you know, like, yeah. But uh, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Damn. He was 27 at the time of his arrest. Yeah. And he admitted in an interview to exposing himself to over a thousand women since his early teens. Hang on a second. The guy who gave the swab? No, the guy who killed the girls. Pitchfork. Colin Pitchfork. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, sorry. I thought we were still talking about no, the guy no. in the pub. No. I'll say that again. A thousand. Over a thousand women since his early teens. Right, so I want to know then, are you keeping a log? Because... You must do to know that, you're not, right? Mm, I reckon you've got a key. Because it's not like there's anything massively identifiable. It's not like a name. Yeah. Or because there's a a distance there, isn't there? Or a, a stranger element. Mm. So I reckon you've got you to be keeping a log to be keeping tabs on numbers like that. Yeah. Like a little tally in the diary, at least. Yeah. Like a Weird. little a- asterisk or something, but on the <laughs> bit that, on the days. Yeah, that is odd. Did you just say, what did he say, over a thousand? Over a thousand. I mean, that could be like two thousand, thousand five hundred. Like, that's, that's vague as hell. So exactly. maybe it wasn't... <laughs> yeah. So maybe it wasn't documented, because then he would know a very specific number. But how would you estimate over a thousand? I don't know. Maybe he had, like, a pattern. Maybe. Maybe he had a routine. Maybe. Mondays, Wednesdays. Friday, this <laughs> I don't know. So, like, he's just estimating based on, I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. <laughs> he admitted to that, and it obviously progressed from there. So, can I ask, they arrested the guy in the pub, the guy said, oh, I did it for my mate Pitchfork, and then they arrested. Is that how they got to the arrest? Right, so he confessed. Yes. And he claimed that he only killed people to protect his identity. The crowd rejected that claim. They think it's just sadism. Interesting, because there is a massive difference between sadism and... Um, <clears throat> I can't think of the word. The sorts of people, that, or the types of people that are exposing themselves like that. What is it called? It's like a trait behaviour of a certain type of person that isn't a sadist necessarily. Something else. Ah! I don't know what you mean. <laughs> oh. Anyway, okay. I wouldn't have said that it was necessarily typically a sadistic thing to do the exposure but it does make sense because a little bit because if they did know who he was obviously he doesn't want to get caught and the main his main currency if you like is the exposure mm-hmm. he hasn't done a thousand murders no i mean i don't think they're saying that exposing himself is sadistic oh but he but, but the he graduated from that to right okay so maybe, yeah but wouldn't he have just carried on doing that then Wouldn't he have just carried on? He only had two victims, right? Yeah. That he killed. Yeah. And two that he actually physically attacked. The others he just Mm. exposed himself to. There's one other. Okay. Didn't kill him? 
No. Right. Why? If he's trying to protect his own, they didn't know who he was then. Yeah, that's a. They couldn't identify him. I believe him. Really? Yeah, I believe that he killed them because they would have been able to identify him. Because I think that the thing, like his bread and butter thing, would have been the exposing because that's the crime he repeated over and over again. So I think in order to be able to carry on doing that, because that's what he was getting a kick out of, that was like his fetish thing, if you like. I don't believe that his fetishy thing was murder. So I think, yeah, I believe him. In order to continue doing the thing that he actually gets the kick out of. Why don't you believe him? Well, because... I think... At whatever time, maybe not in the 80s, maybe the 80s is too late, but at whatever time, him like flushing people would just be like a quirky little thing, right? I don't know, it's ever been a quirky little thing, is it? I think so. Do you reckon? I think so. I'm trying to think in what universe that could be a quirky little thing. Or is that because I'm just now where I am? Exhibitionism. That's the word. So you can be, so his thing is clearly exhibitionism. Or he's clearly an exhibitionist. So that's his vibe. He's not a murderous vibe, is he? Well, you say that, but he did move on to sexual assault and rape. Right, so this is what I was trying to ask. Was it all just, are you saying with those two victims only? Or the three? Well, that I know of. Right, okay. There's the two that he killed and one other. One other. So, but if he was, mm, so I wonder if the two that he killed and the assaults were exposures that went wrong. But I don't know how an exposure goes wrong to that extent. Well, they were found in quite open places, right? Mm -hmm. So if it was quite an open place where people were about to see it, it was quite a public place. So therefore... If they had gone to make noise, or instead of because there's something, and it's gonna, I'm not gonna be able to think about it, think of it exactly, but there's a certain response that an exhibitionist wants if they are exposing themselves. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain response that they want. If they don't get the response that they want, then they don't get the kick out of what they like, what they intend to get right. the kick out of, or in the way that they do. So if they started yelling. I can't even think of anything like decent enough to say, quite frankly, there's a man over here flashing his whatever. Mm. If they start yelling, he's going to silence them. Yeah, but if he'd gone from that to straggling, it's still a massive leap, but there's a whole rope in between there. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, which I'm thinking then, we don't know if the body's like taken somewhere else. And then brought back. What if, just chucking this up out there, what if they were partners that he, like, lured back somewhere or whatever? Was he married? Yeah. Interesting. I've had a couple of kids, I think. Interesting. Yeah, what if they were, like, people, who were they? Sex workers or anything like that? Just teenage girls. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot they were teenage girls. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, for some reason, and in some way, those ones turned violent. 
and to an actual soul. Which, to me, makes strangling them not just a hiding inside him. Well, it might be partly that, but there's also something pretty nasty about him. I mean, also, look at his mugshot. I mean, he don't look great. But we did have a conversation yesterday about people in the 80s looking way more unattractive (laughs) than they do now. Um, Yeah, he he does. He don't look like a nice chap, does he? To be honest. So, I could could kind of see... Oh, fuck's sake, I'm going to have to kill this one. Imagine you expose yourself to somebody, Mm -hmm. like you do, whatever, like you've done it over a thousand times, and then the woman goes, is that you, Pitchfork? And recognises you. <laughs> You're like, fuck it now. She's going to mess everything up. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's the extra the step woman. in the middle right? that so, feels like the, it's more... But that's why I was asking. I wonder if he was... I keep forgetting that they were young girls. Hmm. But I also feel like if that was his vibe, uh-huh. he didn't try and cover it up very well because he left them out. They were found quickly and in like, reasonably, apparently, public places. To some degree public, at least. Uh-huh. So he didn't try and cover it up. He didn't try and dispose of the body, bodies. And he hadn't done it for all that time. In between... Or before? When he was when was he arrested? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. So a year after the first murder uh, after the second murder. Yeah. So he could have been doing that all along. But there might have been other sexual assaults in between that no one knows. That we don't about. know about. Yeah, true. Okay. Or bodies, in fact. Maybe. Mm. I mean, he doesn't look like him. Nice man. <laughs> okay, so Colin. Mm. Mm. So he lied about the details, but he confessed to the crimes. He lied about the details. Yeah. So he lied about like the extent of the assault, I think. What's saying? And about like how violent it was. Saying it was less violent than it was. I think so. Right, okay. But they have evidence. So. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he confessed. He confessed to doing it, and he ended up pleading guilty to okay. two counts of rape, the two murders, and another sexual assault. How did I wonder how the other sexual assault came out? Maybe after he was arrested, someone came forward. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe a little DNA vibe. Once they actually got the proper DNA. Yeah. Maybe they ran it and... Mm, Same age. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Mm. He was sentenced in 1987 to life in prison with a minimum of 30 years, making him the first person convicted on DNA evidence. Yes. (laughs) There's a lot of firsts there. Yeah. Um, in 2009, that was reduced to 28 years. Which seems a bit pointless. It's not completely pointless. On. And why? Mm, on appeal. 
on what freaking base? No. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know why you're why you're appealing for two years less, unless say. Well, I, I've got nothing. Unless your rehabilitation was like super duper, and I, d- I don't know why that could be. Unless he was like appealing one of the charges, and that knocked off some time of his minimum or something. Don't know. So he was allowed an extra two years off. Yeah. I don't think he deserved that, to be honest. I mean, he didn't get out after twenty-eight years anyway, so it doesn't really well. matter. Mm. Uh, that doesn't really make any difference. He didn't get out any earlier for it. In 2016, he made a case for his release. The parole board heard that he'd got his degree and become an expert at translating sheet music into braille. Which obviously means he should be let out. I mean, my brain is about to explode right now. (laughs) Translating sheet music into braille. Do you know what he did before he went to prison? He was a baker. He was apparently a very skilled cake decorator. Oh, it pisses me off that somebody can make... Somebody so hideous can make good like pastry and cake and stuff like that doesn't sit right does it oh right okay and they said yay no oh good the families of the girls yes protested his release oh good his application was refused huh but he was moved to an open prison Mm. Mm. Uh, people kicked off in 2017 when it was reported that he'd been seen out shopping. So it's apparently a thing that they do to like prepare people for their yeah, like, release. Yeah, which before before his case like a couple of years ago I heard about it. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I always figured they did like all that stuff afterwards. No. But yeah, apparently he was allowed out for six hours at a time and it was reported that he was mooching about. Mooching? Yeah. Shopping, going to the bank, going to the drug centre. When you've got something that is so much a part of someone and their behaviour, right? Like um like a fixation or uh-huh. you know, like an exhibitionist, that's like a I'm pretty sure in the DSM five or whatever it's probably a disorder of some sort. Mm. Like a an actual thing. If you are that person, is that ever going to go away in that way? You know, like, do you... Because that's, that's very different. It's not the same thing, is it? As That's like a part of who you are as opposed to a thing that you do. I mean, what I'm always quite reluctant to mention is whenever I see things about people having like personality disorders and stuff mm. because there are loads of people that have personality disorders that don't do anything harmful yeah okay so obviously the crime crimes are terribly hurtful uh-huh. but you know like the exposing himself is hideous and traumatic for whoever would see I'm not minimising it but what I'm saying is no one gets hurt as such. So in terms of personality disorder, it's something he's doing to himself 
Yeah. But I just, I don't know, like I've read a little bit around that sort of thing and I've looked at masochism and stuff and there would be an argument that that's probably not going to go away, that that urge to do that. Because it's not the same urge necessarily to, if you're looking at sadism, that could be like an urge to harm and obviously kill. Mm. But it's not, it's not really the same sort of thing. I don't know. So he's he's just he's having a little roam. He could have exposed himself at any point. Yeah. But he obviously valued his freedom because he kept trying to get out. Yeah. So he's not going to screw that up, is he? No. Mm. But well, it was reported that he was out and about. Obviously, people were like, "Well, he's going to be released soon," and people kicked off a bit. Mm. Um, but he was refused. Release again in 2018. They obviously thought he could continue to be a threat. They must have. Um, and the families were still opposing it as well. Good. Um, but when they refused that, he said, they said that he was eligible for review within two years. And I don't know if it's because of COVID, but it wasn't within two years. It was in June of this year. That it was reviewed again. Imagine he gets released though, and he goes back to that same town because that's his hometown, and the family of the victims live in that town. Like, no, <laughs> it's not okay, is it? Like under any circumstances, like he surely they would have to say no if when he comes out he has to relocate. You would hope so, surely. Yeah. Um, well, in June of this year, he was granted release. Oh, it was only June. The Secretary of State for Justice applied for a review. Um, Who was that out of curiosity? Mm, I can't Do you remember. remember that bit? Oh, because um, it's all just switched around a little while. There was a reshuffle a little while ago, wasn't there? Robert Buckland. I feel like I know something about the him. Secretary that I don't of State for Justice. Now or before the shuffle? At the time. Right. It's him that applied for... My God, Richard Buckland, Robert Buckland. Yeah, as far as I know, they're not related. Well, I would hope not. (laughs) That tied the story up quite nicely, wouldn't it? Oh, God. But he applied for this review. It was refused. So it was confirmed in July that he would be released. And he was released on the 1st of September. So it wasn't even like four or five months ago. No, like it was in my brain. Weeks ago. That's crazy. I thought it was like months ago. Yeah. But do you know, so I think what I'd done is like looked at, oh, who's this pitchfork guy? So I get no, news notifications. Uh-huh. So I obviously saw the release. And then, or he's going to be released. So I think I looked as much as raped and murdered a couple of people in the 80s or something and Mm. I got that far and I was like oh yeah like it wasn't it didn't seem exciting to like a a complex story or a lot to it at Mm. first glance which was a bit ignorant but that's as far when I saw it that's as that's as far as I thought Mm. about the story but actually the forensic stuff yeah it's clever business yeah if he'd done it a decade earlier he'd probably got away with it yeah for sure <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, do that now. 
there are conditions on his parole, oh, which do I don't know. know I don't know what they are, but you would imagine that one of them must be that he can't go back to the town. It's got to be. And you know, do you reckon they gave him a new name? Because Pitchfork. He has changed his name to Colin Thorpe, so watch out. Damn! <laughs> you can change your own name. It's yeah. not even like one is granted to you. I think he changed his name before he was released. Thorpe. Yep. How does one go about picking a new second name? I don't know. You're not going to choose Pitchfork ever, are you? Or something <laughs> like that. But, like, how did he choose Thorpe? I'm not sure. What would you if you had to choose yourself a second, a new surname. Exactly. It's bonkers, right? What a weird thought. Yeah, I don't know. How would you go about that decision? I don't I don't understand. But maybe anyway. He's, maybe he's like named himself after someone or something. I wonder if he had um if he was like loads of the others who have women writing to him in prisons. I don't know about that. You would hope not. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, but they do. Yeah, I know. I was watching a thing the other day, and I can't remember who it was now. It was a. I was watching a program about Broadmoor. Oh, Peter Sutcliffe. Hmm. I think it was Peter Sutcliffe. He had women writing to it, like big post bag. Ridiculous. It's crazy to me. I wonder if he was, if it was like really a big. Well publicised, not publicised, well documented case at the time. It must have been at least locally. Yeah, right. If that many people are being tested. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not about that. Uh, did they? So they knew they were being tested for this crime, right? Um, I don't know. Hmm. Um. <laughs> hmm. So he's roaming. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about that. Well, that's all I know about Colin Pitchfork slash Colin Thorp. And the first DNA evidence. That's so cool, though. Yeah. And, like, he was not a clever criminal. But yeah. it's it's interesting that they happen to be developing those things at the right time. Yeah, exactly the right time. I wonder if he would have killed more. Probably. And him... I mean, the the fact that he's been released to you know what he's done is horrific. Yeah. But, I don't know, I'm very conflicted about prisons as a concept. In but I don't, way. I don't know what the, what the better solution is for him. For him, you're saying? Like, just in general, for loads of people that end up in prison, mm. they could have not ended up in prison. As opposed to alternatives being get away with it, mental hospital, or what? Or, like, there could have been some intervention before oh, they okay. got to... before they got to that yeah. stage. So, like, if he was... While he was exposing himself, if he'd have been in, intervened, whatever, at that point... Yeah. He wouldn't have got to the point where he would have ended up in prison for it. Yeah, but when, like, over a thousand... I mean, that's, it's a lot, and he's already been convicted and carried on doing it, and I don't know what the, I don't know enough about psychology, I suppose, to know what what the solution <laughs> would have been for him. It's clearly not prevented, the conviction clearly didn't prevent him 
Obviously. Yeah. So, well, how inherent is his urge? Which is what I was trying to say. Like, yeah. how will that ever go away? Not sure. If Colin Pitchfork slash Thorpe, also, if you're going to change second name, you should definitely change Colin. <laughs> Not that I mean, Colin. <laughs> what a shit name. Sorry. <laughs> No, but, like, if you had all the choices of all the names in the world, I can get why you're changing Pitchfork, because it is really... It's a bad name. It's a bad name, and you did a bad thing, and your bad name is related to your bad thing. Yeah. But, Colin is... I'd change Colin, too. <laughs> I was going to do that. Um, But, yeah, if he rocks up in the nose as having committed things again, I will not be surprised... Yeah, I mean, it's not even like he's really old. Also, who's going to employ him? Was he not diagnosed as anything? Like, as a sociopath? I mean, or... I think he's a legit psychopath. Oh, great. How do you feel about Colin Thorpe roaming around then? But again, there are other legit psychopaths that don't do stuff like that. This one did. This he... one does. He's roaming. When he kills someone again... Everyone will be like, oh, they should never have let him out. Okay, cool. And there are people that have been released. I don't know why I'm acting like I'm defending this guy. Because I don't <laughs> think... <laughs> I'm also not happy about You're him like, being out. You're like, rehabilitation, but, yay! <laughs> like, as a principle, I think... Some people probably should be let out. I don't know what to say to you right now, to be honest. <laughs> because... It's just a little bit like, oh, let's wait and see. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. Also, people can come out of institutions smarter, more devious, and completely, like, figure out how to carry on committing their crime, but do it smarter this time. After they've deceived their way out of their institution by box-ticking certain levels of remorse or learning new skills such as converting music notes into braille or whatever he did. But you would hope the people making the decisions know how to see through yes, a lot of stuff. If you would hope that. So then why do people reoffend? If you would hope that those people making those decisions know what they're doing, it's not foolproof. There's risk, isn't there? So pitchfork comes out, somebody's taking a bit of a gamble, to be honest. Because yeah. at the least he could start exposing again. Yeah. I'm going to argue. He'll be up on an exposure. Because I think that that's inherently part of who he is. Because he didn't stop before when he got convicted. No. And I don't think that was his, like... I don't think the murder and the rape was his motivating force. I think it was the exposure. Well, I suppose, really, he's out, so we'll see. I mean, how long should we give it? When was he out? <laughs> when was he out, June? 1st of September. September. Let's give it a year. See what happens. I don't know. I mean, you hope not, because it would be terrible, but... It would be awful. But that's the thing. I'll... There's only so far that they can say... This isn't going to happen again. No one can say this isn't going to happen again. Mm -hmm. He isn't going to reoffend. He isn't going to do this again. There's only so far anyone can say that, and then 
The rest is... Well, let's see. I don't think I'd have anything against him being kept in prison. But as a rule, I, I don't think it's right for everyone. <laughs> but when you say for everyone, what do you mean? You don't think it's right for everyone. Who's the everyone? Who do you who do you think it's right for? Like people stay will, in prison. There will be people who have killed someone in a one off circumstance. That you think who I stay don't in. think should be in prison forever. Right. But what's your what's your criteria here? I don't know. Is it the nature of the murder? Is it it's not the amount of murders, the number of murders rather. So what is it? How crazy they are? How brutal it was? But again, we were saying yesterday, there's some of them where you find out their motives and you're like, fair enough, let them go. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, it's true. So you think, so some, so what you're actually saying there, which is a whole can of worms, is that in some cases, murder is moral. (laughs) That's basically what I'm saying. (laughs) Some in some cases, you can understand why murderers commit murder. I think it's justified sometimes. Very interesting. Um, there we go. Yeah. That's old Colin for you. Well, thanks, because I didn't know about Colin, and I'd seen him and just been like, "Oh, you're boring, mate," and like disregarded Colin as an uninteresting crime story. Yeah. Mm. Thanks. I should also be aware of Colin Thorpe. Yeah. From now on. Do you want my facts? I do. So even though it is celebrated in June, the Queen's real birthday is actually, in fact, the 26th of April. Okay. So, to honour the uh, versatility of the humble egg, a chef's hat has exactly 100 pleats. To uh, represent a hundred ways to cook an egg. Right. And Bob Marley has 12 children. Right. He's got a lot of kids. I don't know if it's that many. I was on his Wikipedia page not long ago. (laughs) (laughs) What for, out of curiosity? I can't remember. Hmm. Um, Right, so I know he's got a lot of kids. I don't know if it's as many as 12. I don't know why a chef's hat has got that many pleats. A hundred sounds a lot. Yeah. I feel like it probably is a stupid reason. And that is a stupid <laughs> reason to me. Also, that's before we even discuss the hundred ways to cook an egg. <laughs> I started like having a little tally and I thought No, I can't do it. Anyway, hundred But like to cook ways to cook an egg or Dishes to serve yeah, an egg. Yeah, no, in. it's not dishes. It's ways to cook an egg. Oh, that sounds like too many. I know. I got to like boil, fry, poach, and get up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stop getting distracted. Focus. Anyway, the Queen's birthday is somewhere around then. I think. Ain't it? Huh. I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> Presumably you know. Well, I do. I do know, but do I need to tell you now? No. Okay. I think. What are you identifying? The true statement. Yeah. Go on. I don't. 
think he's got 12 kids. Ah, uh, let's go for the Queen's birthday. In the true statement. Yeah. Where you put it? Ugh. The egg. And the champagne. Oh, I should have gone with the fact. stupid one. <laughs> the true fact. And Bob Marley has 11 children. Yeah, I thought it was 11. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, if you thought that, you should have... Right. Okay. Well, I knew that was not the true. Yeah, one. oh yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, it's been a long time. Right. And uh, Queenie's birthday is the 21st, not the 26th. Oh... Well, I know it was around then. Yeah, you did. I you did say that. Stupid one. I wouldn't have even known when that was because, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, it's June. Which is why is that? She's Do got we... two birthdays, hasn't she? No, she's got a real birthday, like every other normal yeah, human yeah. being, and then she's got a fake birthday. Why has she got a fake birthday? Yeah, she's going to do what she wants. No, it? I don't think that's the reason. I'd like to know the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's necessary. I'd like to know what the 100 ways to cook an egg are. Well. Did you find a list? I didn't find a list, no. Hmm. So would that be the next podcast? Maybe. 100 ways to cook an egg. <laughs> Just list a 100 ways to cook an egg. <laughs> and yeah, Bob's got 11. Although, let's be honest, they might have miscounted and there's probably another couple floating around. Yeah. So we could say 15 and it might be just as accurate as 11, to be yeah. honest. Could be. How did you come up with those three out of interest? <laughs> I was really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a royalist. I was a bit yeah. concerned about the Queen. Yeah. She's not. <laughs> She's not 100% <laughs> at the minute, is she? So I was just having a little look at royal facts. Also, as an aside, uh, Queenie drinks a glass of champagne every day, which... And the other thing I read was that her handbag is used to signal to staff. Not sure I trust the site. Although it was, it was like a proper list of yeah, I think I've heard that. facts about the Queen. Not to let yeah. them know. I've had enough of this, Tesco. I always think, why, what have you possibly got in your bag, lady? It's not cash. Apart from Sundays. Because the only day she takes cash out herself in her bag is for church to donate. Oh, God. that too. Can't How many facts you've had for the price of <laughs> um, The egg one, no idea how I came up with that. It was just there. And Bob Marley's been on my mind a little bit recently. Huh. Because there was a thing on Facebook about if you could buy one ticket to one of these gigs, which ticket would it be? And it was... Bob Marley, Tupac, Biggie, Prince, David Bowie, Whitney Houston, and there was one more, M- Michael Jackson. And so Bob Marley, because at first I was like, oh, Bob Marley for sure. And then I was like, no. Oh, Jimi Hendrix. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix. So I, And then I was like, no, Prince or Jimmy. Mm. But then I kind of felt a bit like I was betraying Bob because of that. See, I reckon I could name at most three of any of their songs, and I know that that's not right. Like I know that I know more than that, but off the top of my head, you can, yeah, you would if you heard them. Yeah. Uh, for all of them, I feel like we should do a test. That's not. I'll embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I reckon you'd do better. 
Like, when I tell you I could name three Beatles songs, that's not even a joke. I mean, yeah, that's what I would say as well. Yeah. But I think they're overrated anyway, so I don't care to know more than that. <laughs> what, all of those people you think are overrated? No, In Beatles. that grid. Or the Beatles, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, who would you pick? Um, maybe Whitney. Really? Tia said Whitney. I think Whitney. Ooh. Over Bob. God, and I thought I felt guilty. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. That's two days we've had good chats. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you for you. listening. If you enjoyed it, you can go and subscribe. You can leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts, if you like. That'd be helpful. Uh, otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at TAIK Podcasts or on Instagram at That's All I Know Podcast. And I'll see you next week.